It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. We're having fun as minus 1,000. It's week two. John, Zach, Dean, and Joe here at the round table for you guys, handicapping the best of the NFL games. Guys, what'd you think about uh, week one? Clean sweeps, bad beats. We all mm. went uh, as a podcast. We had, uh, uh, I think, in all segments, all picks, we were up in units, up in yep, dollars, right. up in the win column. We were nine and seven, up two and a half units. It's a 56.25. Percent, John. Good uh, segment debut on. Yeah, very uh, proud. Catching that one. <laughs> I escaped that one. That was good. Well, that game went. You saw that guy. That game went to overtime. Was so, and it was the the over. I think was at it was forty two and a, the line was forty two and a half or something like that. I should have mm. it in front of me. No, forty six and a half. That's what it was. So I was at risk of the touchdown. No, the touchdown. No, you would have won by a half point. I'm sorry. It was the, it was the field goal. That's what it was. Perfect. The field Perfect. goal and then goes back to the other one. Either way, yes. win. Here's an overall, made money on an overall theme that I saw from week one. I don't know about you guys, but I saw teams with the big holes that we all identified in the offseason. Yeah. They just got exposed week one. Like, we knew the Packers had no wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They lost largely in part to that. Um, Dallas also not replacing Cooper or Wilson. Mm-hmm. They got blown out because of that. And don't let the right. Dak Prescott injury fool you. I'm sure we'll talk Cowboys in a little bit, but yeah. don't let that fool you. They would have been, they're now team 30 in my power rankings. Just a little bit of a, a spoiler there. But they probably wouldn't be that low, but they would definitely be a lot lower, even if Dak was healthy. Mm-hmm. Healthy Dak, I'd probably have them at like 25, 26. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I need to vent. Yeah, I ben, need to vent. You got the floor. I got the floor. I was the loser this week, all right? My fancy team's lost. My bet's lost. <laughs> not all I, of them. Not all not of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but like, play by play, right? Because I had the 1, the 4, and the 8 p.m. game, right? The Jaguars game, I felt so smart. I had so much money on the Jaguars, more than I'm comfortable talking about. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is setting up for just a little backdoor three-point. They're going to they're gonna lose by two. Yeah. I'm going to look like a genius. And then Carson Wentz had to fucking Mr. Inconsistent. Played like shit, two yep. crucial turnovers, and then turns around when they only need a field goal to end the game. Touchdown, the Orange Dotson. I wanted to cry. I did. I wanted to cry. <laughs> I, wanted to cry I kept my composure. I was very upset. And then yeah. my fat lock. You want to talk about, like, dude, looking at the legs of my fat lock last week, right? Ravens, Jags, and Niners. If you would have told me, hey, you're going to lose because the Niners are going to lose outright, I would have been like, you're smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, Dean, there were two really big surprises to me. Mm-hmm. All right? One high variance, one not. Yeah. The high variance is Trey Lance and the Niners. They played in a monsoon. The field was literally a pool. Oh, yeah. But he's still... I have questions about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team around him is good, but I, I am not sold on Trey Lance. Uh, number two was the Seahawks. All right? Mm-hmm. I think we all expected them to be trounced. I think universally on this podcast, they Ooh. were team 32 with... 31 yeah. or 30? Yeah, I'd say three you guys thought that the Seahawks were going to trounce. Uh, I, I was the one saying to take them with points I had, I had a while the plus, ago. But I had con- the plus yeah. seven. But, con- but seven. continue. Well, let's, just let's a clerical not, thing. Let's not blow our loads because I do have this game later. <laughs> okay. And by the cool. way, Seattle, their only upgrade, this this might shock people, and you'll, you'll hear this yeah. in my handicap, their only upgrade was that I made their home field advantage a little bit better because that's what cool. kept them in it. I, Listen, honestly, here's they're the still thing. team 29. They 100% should have lost. There was super high variance with two. I, I agree with that. Two fumbles in the one, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think we'd all be lying if we didn't say they looked significantly better. Yeah. Than oh we yeah. Expected. That first drive. Oh was, yeah. That, that that's that's for sure. That's why I like the points there. I didn't Absolutely. expect them to win, but I thought they'd keep it close. But with that being said, there's a lot of weird yeah. shit that happened uh, in week one, and I think that I will have to put super next year. I, I already took the notes. I am putting serious stock and to starters who did not play the entire preseason. Mm, absolutely. Because you saw yeah. rust. I think this is the first year ever it was really, really prevalent among the NFL. The teams that rested all their starters came out to a slow start. That's why Joe the Undertaker over here yeah. was uh, very sharp. And I believe, did you go Did you go 3-0? and No, I, I went 2-1, and but I hit the dog pound. Okay. So yeah. when the Steelers, uh, this was this is going yeah. to go down in history as the Minka game. The pick six and then the blocked extra point. Yeah. yeah. And I a couple of like, crucial uh, pass breakups. Yeah. I mean, just completely put the team on its back and dominated. But I hit that. The one game that I lost was the Jags-Commanders. 
because Carson Wentz just kind of went nuts at the end. Yeah. It w- I wouldn't call it a coin flip game. I didn't really deserve to win the under, but I wouldn't have been shocked if the under hit. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't go my way. And you know, I think it was a 24-point fourth quarter. Wow. So that yeah. hurts yeah, a little that, bit. So there you, know? you go. Right. But like, there were some turnovers. It wasn't like completely mm-hmm. fluky. That like They made up mm-hmm. for what they had already given me in the first half, if that makes sense. Uh, so yeah. like, I'll take it to and one. So, some Jag cool. stats really quick. Yeah. 13 penalties, 5 free first downs given out. To the uh, commanders. Yeah. Two like drop touchdowns by yeah. Travis Etienne. Exactly. Yeah. No Two. Yeah. 90 penalty yards and three turnovers. So real quick. Yeah, I, did, I didn't deserve that one. So before we get nice, into though. our week two big bang picks, I have a little question. We're rehashing the Ooh. John S. segment here. Oh, I love that. Uh, real quick. Real quick. Throwback. Is there any team that you are throwing in the garbage after week one, you're like, I want no part of this team moving I forward. Think... I don't want any explanation, any handicap, because they're probably going to come up doing our bets. Real quick, when you say throwing out, I mean like I don't want to bet them, or like this team sucks. I'm not. I'm done with them. Both. Okay. Dean said yeah. it before for me. Okay. It's got to be the Cowboys. I, w- I was going to go with the Cowboys, but to be a little bit different, I'll go with the Jets. I call them a talented roster, but they aren't. Okay. Joe, I'm going Cowboys officially. John. Honestly, it's it's. I don't know if I have a team. I'll tell you this much: what a team I don't know about at all is the Panthers. I have no idea. Oh. The team is obviously not good. I don't know how bad. They we'll are. talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I promise. <laughs> they're, uh, they're a team I don't want to bet. My team at all right, right now is the Rams. I have mm. literally I have no idea what their identity is. Mm. I want oh, absolutely God. nothing to do with their games. They could come out and win by eighty next week. <laughs> they could lose outright. I don't want a part of it. I don't want to find out. Yeah. I'm going to be the buy statement. My first bet of the week was yeah. I, I had Rams team total over, but it was like an odd number. It was like 29 and a half, and I yeah. was like, I don't know if I love this. I, I also took the Falcons with points, but um, I, I think we're going to have a little bit more yeah. on that. I guess, like you're not, you're not laying 10 and a half with, with the Rams this week. Absolutely That's not. That's probably like, no, made you, you know backflip what, seeing that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> take the spread either, though, because I'm like, I don't know. Well, they somebody just... on the yeah. pod is. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get let's, into uh, yeah, it. D- yeah. Dean, let's, uh, let's take a second, drop the sounder, and let's get into our week two Big Bank. Big Bank Picks. All right, let's get into it. And uh, something that week two is the hardest to do, in my opinion, is you have to weigh everyone's overreactions. You have to weigh what the books are going to do based on how the public's going to act, what the analysts, the power rankings people, everything that you see in the media is going to analyze each of these teams. And you have to figure out which are clear overreactions and then which are clear, like, no, that is actually the right take in this instance. Uh, and I'm going to start you uh, with a... I'm going to start you with a team that that we talked about a little bit before as, as one of your worst teams in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking the Bengals giving 6.5 points at minus 129. This number was, I think you guys said it was around 9 at the start of the week or something. It's actually gone down to 7.5. So no, I don't it's know. Actually it's opened, actually, it, it opened, opened at 5. It opened, opened at 5. five. Wow. I have a ticket okay. for 5.5. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I got on Tuesday morning. Then that's perfect. And it's gotten all the way up to 8, and now it's yep. back down to 7. This is, yep. okay, gotcha. This is one of those, so this is from, uh, again, it's Thursday. Thursday night. Um, so this is uh, minus one twenty nine at, at minus six and a half points. This is one of those where what? So what am I liking on each of these each of these teams? Right. So the Cowboys looked awful, even with Dak Prescott on Sunday Night Football. I understand the Buccaneers are good; they're a perennial Super Bowl team. However, I wasn't all that impressed with the Buccaneers' performance either. If I'm being completely honest, I think they could have been beaten by a team that was just there. Not even a team that was playing particularly well, but a team that was present in the moment. And the Cowboys absolutely crumbled under the lights. Uh, without Dak Prescott, the team... I, well, here's the thing. With Dak Prescott, the team looked rudderless. So now you're telling me you take away the best player, probably, on that offense at the moment? Maybe not named CeeDee Lamb? And you're telling me now like, to put my faith back in them for some reason? Uh, with starting a backup quarterback that, to my understanding, was cut to create roster space, knowing that no one would pick him up, and then he was re-signed to be the backup at the start of the season. So the Cowboys are a major fade to me, especially in a touchdown game. Like, I, I really could go on and on, as many people have done, about how bad the Cowboys have gotten to this point. So I don't have to belabor it. You guys know the Cowboys are, are stuck. And normally it's like, let's not like just keep dunking on a team until they're, they're to shreds. 
I just don't really see a ton of positives for Dallas. If anything, it's more a team... If anything, I would look at the coaching and say, well, you know, maybe the coach can hype them up. But no, they've got McCarthy, who doesn't know how to win with a, without a proven quarterback. So I can't trust them. And then on the opposite side, I'm very happy that it's the Bengals who are, who are on this because they had a very difficult game against the Steelers, a game that was probably harder for them than they anticipated. A frustrating game. A lot of missed kicks, a lot of miscues. Joe Burrow had was it four interceptions, five, five. turnovers, to five interceptions. I, I want to say seven sacks as well. It was it was yeah Bad. the offensive line played badly. So, and then you might be looking and saying like, well, okay, if they play bad, the Cowboys play bad. Why do you like them as almost a touchdown favorite? I just think the Bengals are a lot better than what they showed against the Steelers, who are a division opponent, who do have a traditionally good defense. I know they just lost T.J. Watt throughout that game. But I think that, like, so so my reaction, the, the reaction that the Cowboys are terrible is spot on. If anyone is, is overreacting to the Bengals and saying, well, they're just not looking like that Super Bowl team, I hear you. But in this particular matchup, I'm not overreacting to their bad performance. I'm taking them on a get like must-win game to keep pace with the AFC. Also, it was four picks. I'm an idiot. You it was four picks correct. and a fumble. I knew yeah. it was five, oh, yeah, it was right, five yeah. turnovers. Yeah. Which, which again, is also high variance to oh, the yeah. max. I mean, five 100%. turnovers from the and quarterback. They have was the best it Daniel Jones? In, they have one of the best kickers in football. <laughs> he missed a, a gimme. Right, to, exactly. To win the game. So, 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 John, I was I was very quiet. I'll, I'll let you finish, but I no, also... No, no, you keep going. I'm, I'm done. I'm All right. done. So you you said it you said it best, and I think one of the things is um, I also have a play on this game, and my reasoning is that what had happened on the first drive was one of the Cowboys' interior linemen uh, got a concussion, so that actually really changed mm-hmm. the scope of the game. I, we know Tyron Smith is out yeah. um, for an extended period of time. They have forty year old Jason Peters who isn't ready to play yet. The Cowboys' offensive line, their bread and butter, that was so good for them for all those years, is actually bottom five in the NFL in my yeah. opinion now. They could not keep Dak up. And then, of course, you just devote two guys at, at C.D. Lamb. And then you just negated their whole offense. This whole thing about uh, Tony Pollard's seventh round in fantasy, everyone's going to be like, get him yeah. the ball. He had t- three targets, two catches, and yeah. like four carries. Horrible this usage. is a horribly coached team. And this is a talentless team. Yes. I mean, they got Lamb, Zeke looked all right. They're just, I just don't have any faith of, of the Cowboys and Cooper Rush to get the ball out to their players. Right. And therefore, I, I scoured the globe. So um, basically what it is is DraftKings has, it's the play is the Dallas Cowboys team total under, right? Mm-hmm. So DraftKings has 16.5 for plus odds. Interesting. Caesars has under 18.5 for minus 140. Are you guys okay with me splitting the difference and say 17 and a half? It exists somewhere. I'll find it for minus 120. Yeah, as long as you can I'm fine, find it, I'm fine with All that. Right. As long as you oh. find it, yeah. I'll, I'll so you're saying it under 17 Under and 17 and a half. And the gotcha. reason why I'm not taking 16 yeah, and a half. I'll, I'll give that 17 to you. is very key. It's yeah. a very key number, especially in team total props. That's the Cowboys are staying under 17 and a half points. Bengals don't have a particularly good defense. But if you look at last week, they got. They, like you said, John, it's not going to happen again. I think what's going to happen is the Bengals are going to come out. They're going to boat race the Cowboys and show them, hey, you know, all these miscues that we had last week, we want to correct it. And then I think the second half, we're going to get a real slog of, you know, Cooper Rush just not finding anything yeah. and the Bengals just playing some ball control. I mean, Joe Mixon didn't have a terribly good game uh, mm-hmm. last week going against the Steelers. I think that this is going to re- – I also kind of like the full game under, but I like the Cowboys team total under uh, 17 and a half, and that's for one unit. Cool. And mine's for one unit as well. Cool. Good man. I want to stick with the theme of mm-hmm. uh, buying that weird, ugly team that played silly and fading yeah. the team that overperformed. I'm going to go with my first one unit play here out of three uh, with the Packers against the spread. Last time I checked, it was 10. It might be 9.5. Uh, I doubt it would get to 10.5. It half. is 10. It's 10? All right. We're sticking with 10. I'm taking them at home, primetime game against the Bears. Um, really, John, you kind of hit on the macro themes mm-hmm. where I want to be buying the team. That everyone kind of threw in the garbage. Sure. I think the Packers' defense is way better than they actually showed. Mm-hmm. I think that they just kind of ran into a buzzsaw of the Vikings' offense, which is kind of going to lean into one of the other plays that I have. I think their offense is exceptional, and I think that the Packers did an average job stopping them. Not really an above-average job, but mm-hmm. I think they can do an above-average job stopping them now. Uh, stopping When I say them, I mean the Bears, right. of course, for, for Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the Bears obviously walked into a win in kind of a slog that they really didn't uh, mean to win, you know. Yeah. And the Niners did not play, um, you know, to the weather at all. It was just a, a really rough game. It was they could have played a high school team, and the high school team would have had a chance just because the weather was, you know, it kind of levels the playing field. 
So I don't really care what the number is as long as it doesn't get to 13, 14. Mm -hmm. I think the 10 is no big deal. It's a pretty simple handicap. Um, you don't ha even have to know players. You don't have to. You just have to know what a market does when it's time to overreact. Do you overreact or do you underreact and mm -hmm. keep a level head? And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to take the Packers minus 10 against the Bears at home in a prime time game. That's that, my one unit play. That is so good. Uh, by the way, Model makes that minus 13. And, and John, our game, uh, Model has Bengals minus 10. Wow. Okay, so great value. Yep. Typically. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah, do you have I I have also the pa Packers and Bears the game, yes. but do you want do you want to do your first cuz you nope, get to go for it. Okay. Like stay I'm, on just gonna, I'm just going to go to two of my three in a Blow row. Your um, load, John. That's Blow what your I do load. best. Uh, <laughs> so I, I correlating to your Packers minus 10 play, Joe, I actually have the Bears of the Packers over 41 and a half, one unit even odds minus uh, almost even odds minus 110. Typical odds. Um, and I think it's for a lot of the reasons that you're saying the Packers have had the Bears number, my god, for I mean, like decade, since the dude. dawn of time, almost <laughs> like honestly, for we've been watching football. You know, we're we're uh, in our thirties. Like, like we've been watching football mm. for how many years? At least like twenty plus dude, years this is, now. It's my twenty fourth fantasy season. Yeah, so you guys crazy. And like for all I've known, like it's really just been the Favre years, the Rodgers years. They they just have the Bears number. Um, and and the only the only thing with the spread that, that I didn't take is be, is because. I, I still want to see more out of that Packers offense. And then you might be saying, well, John, then why are you taking the over? I do believe the offense is going to be fine, and I believe the, the Bears are going to hey, have to... Question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking any credence in the fact that yesterday, beloved Bear at the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago <laughs> died at the age of 27? <laughs> guys, we got a Haram. This is 27? Jim Jeez. the Bear. Beloved Jeez. Bear passed away. Jim, Zach, I didn't know that. Never mind. You're gonna, you've got to take that into the handicap. It's for Jim. Well, <laughs> Jim. I, I, I Jim, say, where the fuck did Jim come from? I can't we got a Haram. That's not even guys. like, they didn't even like gummy no, or something probably, probably like that. Jim, like Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. Oh, yeah. of course. That tracks. No, Any, but, uh, anyway, but, but really quick yeah. about about your game, guys. Um, when I was in Green Bay, you know, public like the enemy zone. I I, I only own Viking stuff. I'm wearing a Viking like chubby guy coach polo right now. <laughs> but um, when I was there, I would tell people like, "Oh yeah, I'm a Vikings fan." And they'd be like, "Oh, you know, that sucks, but whatever." But, but they're like, "We really fucking hate the Bears." And I must say, going to that stadium, this is going to be such a bad environment for the Bears to play Huge, in. Yeah. And it's also going to be one of those things where. Packers 0-1, Bears 1-0. I mean, right. they don't have to win this game. I, I think the Packers must win this one. They have to. Yeah. That gives them incentive to get margin. I, I, this would have been my fourth if, if I had it. Yeah, this one, I, I, it's Bears overperformed last week. Packers underperformed. So let's course correct. And I just think it's going to lead to points on the field. Uh, 41.5 is a very low number. The Packers just need to score 24, and the Bears score what? Like 17, and then there's your cover there. Yep, yeah. And uh, I hope we did that math right. I'll, 24 and, and 18. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I'll say one last thing uh, here is yeah. the, the matchup itself. I mean, yeah. the way the Packers can get margin is running the ball with two exceptional running backs mm -hmm. and just using them in cool ways. Yeah. And their defense is good, and the Bears' offensive line and defensive line is terrible. Yeah. I mean, matchup-wise, the Packers are just off the charts better than the Bears, and I think we see it, man. I think we see it week two. Yeah, like like you were saying, the the Bears like you almost have to throw that game out because we like we don't know what the Bears are. Still. Yeah, they yeah. played it on a slip and slide. Yep. You know, and same thing with the Niners in a way. I don't know if if, if maybe you're listening or I don't know if anyone here has the Niners, but if anyone listening, mm -hmm. I would just you know just pause. I know that that particular game. That's Seahawks getting ten points. Do you no, have that, Dean? Or I do. No? I do. Have oh, okay. So I'll, I'll save that for when for when you talk. So I'm just yeah. I'm shooting my load as you yeah, guys just, are saying. Just... I'm not going to say a word for the next like twenty minutes because I've said enough. So, so Zach, hit, hit us with your. All right. So last week, my one winner, I said I'm not going to overthink this. This is the eye test. This is the Bucks versus the Cowboys. So this was uh, actually have two games. That I thought about this, and I'm like, you know what? After watching week one, I test. Let's not overthink this. My first play for one unit is the Raiders minus five and a half versus the Cardinals. Cardinals, extremely ugly effort week one. And you can say, oh, yeah, they're playing the Chiefs. They look fantastic, yada, yada, yada. The Cardinals never once had a lead. They generated close to no pass rush. Couldn't stop a nosebleed running. And they gave Mahomes free will to kind of throw at any receiver he wanted. Arizona defense had no interceptions, gave up over 450 yards of offense. Casey was 6-for-6 six six in the red zone. Wow. That's dominant. Absolute disaster. The Raiders, on the other hand, also had a tough go week one, but looked significantly more complete than Arizona. 
Uh, they were still able to keep the game in, within a touchdown despite Carr throwing three picks. So if you lose a game by six points and you had three turnovers, mm-hmm. you played pretty hard, right? As I said previously, purely an eye test. After week one, Cardinals, with the amount of injuries they have, they just have a huge obstacle to overcome, whereas the Raiders actually showed some promise. Uh, I'm, I am I think the Raiders are really going to turn this around, and they're going up against the in my opinion, probably one of the worst defenses in the league right now. Uh, and I think it's just a get-right game. I think the Cardinals are just going to have an uphill, up, really uphill battle mm. until their schedule gets a little bit easier and they get some of those players back from injury. Um, I know Rondell Moore might not be playing again. Even so, if he does, is that going to be enough to, to fix mm. their offense? Not, no. no, their defense is in shambles. Um, and like I said, the Raiders' defense, I think, is actually a little bit better than... Than what I thought was going to be going to the year, holding holding the Chargers only twenty four points. Um, I was I was going to give some some defensive stats, but I'm like it's week one. We kind of yeah. talked about this off pod, like kind of you kind of chuck up all the stats until week four. Yeah, it's not yes. big enough right. sample size. You just yeah. talk about what you saw. Essentially. So for me, I test the Raiders should be able to to smoke the Cardinals. Give me Vegas to win by, I say, a touchdown, minus five and a half. You know, I like my odds. Cool. Simple eye test. The Raiders should be the better team. I like it. Yeah. Dean, I'm just, I'm curious. Where do you have the both the Cardinals and the Raiders in your power rankings? Because I have a, a hard time reading both of these teams right now. The Cardinals are team 20. The Raiders are team 16. Okay, so, that, so they're close. Yeah. The Cardinals are one and a half points worse than an average team, though. Gotcha. Okay. So just think about it like that. Bottom half, definitely. They also have... Uh, woeful defense. Actually, that's not correct. No, they do have a bad defense, but in my model, they have a zero for defense, which I think that should be negative. You're seeing live corrections yeah, in right? the model. Wow. Live corrections. The model. Yeah, the Cardinals, I and I know Zach and I were talking about this. Yeah, Cardinals are Team 21 now. Um, where I, I don't know... I don't know what it's going to take for the Cardinals to reach desperation mode because it feels like they kind of were in it in the offseason with a lot of the reports that were coming out, but then also their quarterback and their coach got extended. So, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. If you don't win this game, and I'm saying I like the pick, Zach. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. for the Cardinals themselves. If you don't win this game, where do you go at 0-2 against quality opponents? Here's here's my assessment of of the Cardinals. This is their lipstick on a pig season. They are dressing up a, a bad wound and trying to pass it off as something good. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things, they gave money to Murray, they gave money to Kingsbury, they lost everyone on defense. No Chandler Jones, no mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Hicks, no um, no J.J. Watt because he's uh, on the wrong end of the steroid use right now. I saw him <laughs> I saw him in sweats uh, the other day really helping out. That's but the next spot is the I'll tell you what, but, uh, so a little look ahead game, guess who they have in week three? Oh. The Rams? The Rams. Oh, yeah. your, your throwaway team, yeah. Yeah, but um, he, here's here's what I'm saying. I think that they went... The, the Cardinals are a team that should have done a full rebuild, and I think what had happened was the GM went for more of like a soft rebuild, and it was one of those things where they should have ripped it soup to nuts and like yeah. got themselves a good offensive line and everything like that. Instead, they went half-assed. They got Murray, and they figured, okay, we can win now. And that that's when they went out and got Hopkins and stuff. They have no defense. Like, absolutely no defense. Anyone that's, you know, usable. They have no secondary. The, I think the Raiders are going to pass all over them. Wow, okay. Dude, cool. Devontae Adams. Grandparents have seen him play for the first time ever. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> that's the handicap. Grandparent handicap, baby. There it is. <laughs> Sounds stupid. Narrative. Yep. Watch. So, I'll, I'll go to my next one because John uh, was about to... He was climaxing on the yeah. 49ers. <laughs> I really want to talk about them. So, yeah. Hit so, us with it. so, I've done this actually a lot for this week. Um, you know, Zach, you said it right where um, there's not a lot of stats to be taken out of week one. But there are some key concepts that I like to see. And when you look at a team that got seven first downs due to penalties, they got two fumbles inside the one-yard line, and the, the home crowd literally won the game for them. I think that now Seattle on the road to a divisional team who already... So the Seahawks have a win already. The 49ers mm-hmm. lost in a very fluky way, as we as we had mentioned, in the monsoon. And more importantly, the heaviest rain didn't come down until the Niners were down and needed to throw. Right. So the Bears had the luxury of running every play, and the Niners had to force the ball downfield, mm-hmm. which is just not going to happen. So I have the 49ers minus 8 for one unit, and it's one of those things where... If you look, they're not playing at home. There's gonna be, Russell Wilson literally couldn't hear the entire time. Yeah. Whenever they saw him getting to the to the huddle, they just 
he just couldn't hear. He couldn't orchestrate the offense. Yeah, they did a great job, like, uh, discombobulating. Geno Smith played fine, but without the without uh, when the pressure was on, he got completely shut down in the second half. They did get shut out in the second half. Looking at the metrics, right. versus an offense with no chemistry in the Broncos, and they couldn't hear. They, the Seahawks' defense were still sub-50 in almost every key defensive pro football focus grade, including a tackle percentage grade of 36.4, which is the third worst. Now they're without Jamal Adams for the year, and their middle linebacker got banged up. He's questionable. I think his name's Barton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Niners are going to react strongly to a loss where the elements were really stacked against them. That's going to be my throwout game. Last year, remember Packers-Saints, where everyone kind of fluky. They had to play it in Jacksonville. That game got thrown out. The Niners-Bears are going to be my throwout game this year, probably. Um, I think that, the yeah, my, my main hope is that everyone saw the Seahawks win week one national, and it was just such like an, a fluky, elevated you know, type of thing that everyone's going to think, oh, the Seahawks aren't that bad, and then they go and get blown out every single week. And this one, minus eight, model makes it 10. I, I, like, it up to, I like it up to 10. Wow. And I think I, you're right to throw that game I, out. I, I do have a, an alternate line uh, parlay in my, in my personal bed ledger of, you know, I would take 49ers minus 9.5. I think they're going to blow them out. Wow. Okay. What's the line at? Is eight? I got eight. You got, yeah. you got it at eight. Yeah, yeah I... Th- the Seahawks, see, here's, yeah. here's the, the whole the whole summary of what I just said. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks aren't good. It was that situation was so yeah. far and away outside of anything that they will yeah. ever get again. Right. That that's why they... And they got lucky to win. Mm-hmm. Seven first downs due to penalties. Yeah. Yeah, the, Turnovers, the, two goal, the goal line fumbles, goals. too. That's high variance. And right, oh, they play like Super Bowl. I, I think the only reason why I would pause personally on it is it's because it's a division game. And I still don't quite know if, like, the Niners have it all together. That's probably the only reason, like, the high spread is kind of bothering me. But, yeah. you know. Um, I think at 14, you would convince me to be like, oh, yeah, I'll lay off of it. Sure. But I, I think that with losing week one and knowing mm-hmm. that the Seahawks won week one, I think that we got incentive to get margin versus a team that could be fat and happy. Gotcha. Okay. So a, a, a team that um, is minus eight and a half. I took a team that's minus ten. I got one that's plus ten. Ooh, that's And good. that is the Falcons. And that's a team uh, against the Rams, who's acting. <laughs> Is thrown out. away <laughs> yeah. completely. So it's almost like we're sharp. So, <laughs> so everyone is saying that uh, the Rams are stewing for this loss. I really don't know if they are. I think that the Super Bowl hangover is kind of a little prolonged, and the worries that I have about the Rams are two issues that man they just simply should have addressed in the offseason. It's not the good kind of variance where you're like, mm-hmm. hey, their offense could just accidentally explode for forty one week and. And they cover miraculously. It's their offensive line and their defensive line. Losing Von mm. Miller hurt them big time. They didn't get any pressure last mm. game. And I don't think that that's a fluke. I mean, the Bills' offensive line is average. You know, you should be able to get some kind of pressure with Aaron Donald and yeah. and the crew over there. Uh, and then, of course, the offensive line. Are we really going to think that the Bills' defensive line is number one? I mean, metric-wise, mm. they're top five in everything now. Yeah. And, uh, man, I think the offensive line for the Rams is, is not allowing McVay to do what McVay does best. And to so, that point, they actually had the worst pro football focus pass block rate. Exactly. Yeah, got, and that, that left tackle me. got put in a blender. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and I think that uh, Stafford got a lot of the blame because of the elbow issue. I don't think it was him. I think it was the offensive line. I think this is simply a, a trench kind of handicap where the game could slow down. I think this could end up becoming a little bit of a slog. Um, McVay kind of looks at this and says um, we can't get the play action going. We we got to move the pocket. We got to do something where our offensive line is not exposed. And not that the Falcons have a great pass rush, but they can score. We've been saying that since the beginning, Dean. Me and you. Yeah. And I think uh, I think mm-hmm. you guys were pro Falcons offense at least. Yeah. To the point where I mean they they can keep this game close. I mean it's not even under a touchdown. We're not even asking for a backdoor cover. We're just asking, mm-hmm. don't look ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that's don't very very possible for yeah. the Falcons. You got to upgrade the Falcons. And you got to downgrade the Rams' offensive line to the point where it literally affects their power rating. Like this, it was a terrible showing, and it wasn't fluky. Amen. Now uh, let, let me I ask co-sign you. on that. I, I, I <laughs> thank will, you. Dude. I will put that in my ledger. Dude. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you: Does the extra rest matter? I don't think it matters because it's only one game. If this is in right. week eleven, yeah, it's so early, right? I, I really don't think that. See, actually, that's a great point that you brought that up because I meant to fit this in somewhere. Mm-hmm. The Falcons kind of lost on a heartbreaker too. Yeah. So they're still. Oh, they definitely they did. should have won. Yeah. They were killing them. They should have won. They're mm-hmm. stewing for six days. The Rams are stewing for ten days. Does that really mm-hmm. matter? If yeah. you're stewing for one day, you're mad. Period. You're I max agree. motivated. If this is like week seven or later. Right. 
Right. You're, Absolutely. You're banged up. You're yeah. Absolutely. Too, you're, the healthies are going to be. I was, uh, yeah. And another thing that I like about that too is, uh, like you said, they lost in a heartbreaker. They're going to be motivated to get after it. The Rams are like. They kind of have the monkey off their back. They just won the Super Bowl. They can kind of lace through the year. Uh, I could totally see them just taking the Falcons yeah. way too lightly. Yep. I I uh, was hoping when you said Sean McVay said you'd hit us with like a Sean McVay impression. I don't know. Oh, if I wish. Done one before. I haven't, but I don't know if I've ever tried. He's, he's just like this kind of talking. Yeah, the I was gonna time. say he's, <laughs> he's kind of beady eyed. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, we gotta get Cam Akers more involved, man. Uh, Alan Robinson, you know, he didn't get any catches either. I'm not gonna overlook the Falcons here. You know, it's, dude, that's it's, straight. That, you uh, do it. It's very fantastic. It, thank you. It's. It's really very weird. raspy. Yeah, it it's is. like a yeah. very like like kid just like did like an energy drink and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. was like, hey, I, you know what? I was actually just gonna say he looks like he smells like Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. It's <laughs> yeah. Speaking of somebody who doesn't smell like Red Bull and smells like holy water, let's talk about the Broncos. Ooh. Oh, I love this segment. <laughs> I don't know where you went with that. Russell Wilson, dude. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Oh, the holy one! I got it. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah. I'm like, I'm riding. This, this, this was one of this was my. I was actually, mention. I was honestly, the, mo- the the storyline I was most shocked out of was like it really came out online that like, bro, Russell Wilson's players fucking hated him. Mm-hmm. Like there oh. were so many stories. Wait, wait, like, in Seattle? Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't like, see that there either. was a ton of like do, do now that's out in the open. Apparently, like. People were not fans of Russell wow. Wilson. Yeah. Um, I know what's it? Uh, oh, my God. Doug Baldwin literally even tweeted Doug something. Doug Baldwin? Dude, get <laughs> out of here, Jesus. Doug. He literally tweeted he like a reaction with like somebody like eyes rolling backwards when he wow. lost. It was like, apparently, uh, a lot of players have come up saying mm-hmm. that they did not get along with Russell Wilson. That has nothing to do yeah, with He seems like a self-righteous <laughs> dude. But with that being said, I test. Dude, the Broncos should have won that game probably by at least 10 points. Um and the Texans, to me, are a comparable team to the Seahawks. This is why I'm buying the hook. The line's at 10. For minus 120, I'm taking Broncos minus 9.5 versus the Texans. We're going to talk about the legend of Mile High in September. Mm-hmm. Nice. Broncos have only That's lost right. three of their last 10 home openers, which is saying something if you look at their teams post Peyton Manning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Really weird, yeah. weird teams. I believe they have the most uh, starting quarterbacks in the last, like, Ten years as well, which is something. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually legit. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. I don't know why I was off, thinking dude. Broncos. Bridgewater, Paxton Lynch, yeah, they, Brock Osweiler, per year, every year. Case Keenum, like it's just oh my God. the, the yeah, list that's... goes on. Who did somebody start that random Thursday night game? Yeah. Ripen was it? Like yeah. they have like a yeah. bunch Kendall, Hinton. Kendall Hinton started. Yeah, the game that's right. The Blake receiver Bortles gave everybody COVID. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> All right, um, Drew yeah. Locke. Don't bury the don't bury the goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good, he's not starting against. Jason. I was gonna say, it's I think. I think, Gino, I, I think. I think we Gino's saw what Gino. Uh, we saw what Gino could do. I mean, so uh, Texans turned some heads, right? Yeah. They hung tough mm-hmm. with the Colts in a game that they should have won, if not for blowing a fourth quarter lead. Um, and the Broncos, I said, they paid a visit to the Andy Reid School for Clock Management. Oh, uh, it's just a horrendous call, but we don't need to discuss that. If you had eyes and played Madden, did you see, did you see Peyton calling oh timeouts? Peyton called during... timeouts for like sixty seconds. Yeah, they, they called sixty-two times. He went timeout. Yeah. So and nothing happened. <laughs> I'm all Broncos here, guys. Cool. Uh, if you had eyes, you saw the fluke of the Seahawks game: two fumbles in the end zone, a horrible decision to kick the sixty-four-yard field goal. Uh, and I know we personally were ripping their defense in the first half. Mm. Uh, T literally was like Bradley Chubb is a bum, yeah. and then proceeded <laughs> and to go then two sacks in a row yeah. in the second <laughs> well, half. Justin Simmons, I believe, was that out for yes. a couple weeks. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the second half they didn't allow a single point. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, I don't care. You make adjustments, right? That's the sign of a good coach and a yeah. good team, which is hard to say for Nathaniel Hackett. Um, but <laughs> uh, Texans, you get you get to feel the wrath of uh, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> uh, little, little Davis Mills road splits here in six road games say. last year. He's got a 63% passer rating with nine picks and uh, went three out of six of those games without scoring a touchdown. Wow. So my opinion here is the Broncos just go scorched earth, get the monkey off their back, play a good old beaten down against the Texans. Uh, and really kick their season off because I, I think they're going to be a threat, man. I do. I'm, I'm glad someone picked this game. Yeah. Because I think it needed to be taken in some fashion. And this is a good buy spot. 
to yep. the Broncos. Not really only is. not only did you did you do that perfectly, that would have been one of mine, and that would have been my exact handicap. So you are perfect. That was that was you correct. I need like, to be perfect after my terrible yeah. week one. <laughs> Got a Has anyone fact. ever said an opinion around you and you're like, no, that's wrong? Like, <laughs> Very yeah, often. You you just gave your opinion, and I was like, yep, that is the right answer. Like, like that is hundred yeah, percent. That's, that's correct. <laughs> a plus flying colors, baby. Let's yep. go. Awesome. I'm gonna give you guys my last one unit play, and no, it's not the dog pound segment yet. Uh, but I'm giving you guys Saints money line against the Buccaneers, and uh, I actually thought you were laughing at me at first, and then I realized you were exhaling air. Because <laughs> yeah. I was gonna be like, "What's so I was funny? actually trying to whistle. <laughs> <laughs> there, you there you go. go. There you go. I can't whistle either. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, Saints. I'm a loser. <laughs> Saints money line. Um, I had an epiphany watching that Cowboys game, guys. Uh, a couple things. We talked about the Cowboys being awful, uh, and then I saw. A 45-year-old man standing behind an offensive line with absolutely no pocket movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, it is only a matter of time before this guy actually has a pretty bad game because of said inability to move in the pocket. I mentioned to Joe Offpod when he first got here that, strangely enough, he's eight years older than Joe Flacco, and they both have the same pocket presence. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, the obviously, the GOAT on the Buccaneers. Hello, if you're watching this for the, listening for the first time, it's Tom Brady, who I'm talking about. Uh, and he's the GOAT for a reason. However, Father Time does eventually come for you. It comes for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I did not like... He, he was fine with his throws. I don't think he was particularly mesmerizing. He was sharp. He got the plays done against a bad Cowboys team. You're not asked to do a lot. And they did run Fournette a lot. They did, they did have a lot of short stuff going on. So what I'm saying is I see what the Saints have done. I think Saints are 4-0 against Tom Brady. I don't think they've ever lost to him. I think him. so, yeah. Four I know that's a risky kind of gamble because of that fact. Because, you know, the Bucks are due eventually. Um, but I was very impressed with how the Saints rallied against the Falcons team. Granted, they shouldn't have been down that much, but I'll give it to them for week one, and a Falcons team that we've even said on this pod is better offensively than most people think, right? So I think the Saints will get up for this game. They want to continue their dominance over Tom Brady. Their defense didn't look all that great last week either, but this is the same defense from Dennis Allen that's carried over Mm. to these Tom Brady beatdowns. So... I, th- I think the spread was, I think it was maybe two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing that the Bucks gave last week, which actually tells me the books don't quite know what to do with the Bucks right now mm-hmm. because obviously that spread was terrible against the Cowboys. Um, but I, I like the Saints taking advantage of a division opponent. I like the plus 120 odds here. I don't want to bother with the spread. I'm just going to say they're going to win outright. Um, and it doesn't have to be a crazy statement game blowout. I just, I, I'm... I'm waiting for the fact that a 45-year-old is, like, it's going to be a problem that he's behind the line. And I know it's early to predict that, but what history is dictating here is that Saints money line is the best play. I I, I have something on this uh, in a different segment. Ah, okay. Uh, just a little precursor there. But okay. I, I, the, the one thing I will say is it's it's interesting that, that you put a lot of that loss on Brady. Is, is that fair to say that you put – or not not the loss, but like right. the win. Like you, you're, you're targeting Brady um, specifically. Yeah. Because the, the way that I'm seeing this is it's kind of when, Joe, you had them high in your power rankings, right? Mm-hmm. And they like lost linemen. They yeah. lost a lineman during the game. Yeah. I, you're saying that he looks old behind the line. I think that he – just looks human behind a bad line. It's a okay. bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do. That's why they really weren't pressing it. Yeah, they're, they're out three starting offensive linemen, yeah. and it's one of those things where the skill positions aren't as good as they were. I mean, Chris Godwin, don't know why he had to play week one. He got hurt yeah, that was again. Weird. So now he's hurt. Gage is hurt. Yeah. Julio Jones didn't practice. Shocker. And yeah. So it's Mike Evans versus all, and Tom Brady, and no offensive line, and Fournette's going to have 55 catches in this game. I, I think Mike Evans actually had a calf issue. Yeah, dude, like so all the wide receivers. They don't have a healthy right. wide receiver. I think yeah. this is a this is a smash spot for the Saints. Love loving the Saints. I have yeah. Saints ATS in my list. That's well. that's a that's a great point, Dean. And mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe it is because of all that that Brady does look worse. Mm-hmm. But then but then to our points, like, hey man, if you're the goat, you know, like you should elevate the rest of this team mm-hmm. and. It's crazy to say, like, like they won by 16. Like, yeah. they won the game and they won handily, and like yep. we're criticizing. But I, I just, I know something's bound to happen. This has been the strangest Brady offseason we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's time, yeah. he retired, unretired. A lot of stuff in the media. We know he signed a contract to go, you know, commentate. I know his head is in this season, but this is where I'm actually questioning the physicality here. He's 45 years old. 
eventually, I mean, you're closer to 50 than you are to anything else. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just smash, like you said, Dean. I'm not gonna say anymore. Smash the Saints in this spot. So that could be uh, an ugly, you know, horrific looking Saints win, and they grind it out right with the mm-hmm. line and the mm-hmm. running game and all that. Yeah. I got a fun shootout game as my last play. Nice. And it's going to be a preview of the NFC Championship game. That's oh. right. It's the Sunday night game, and I'm going Eagles Vikings over let's fifty go. and a half. Woo. First off, let's start with. The actual number, <laughs> John does the score. The number itself, pick up. <laughs> 50 and a half, uh, the 51 is actually a key number with totals just because yep. of the way the math works with the sevens and the threes, um, which is very accessible data, by the way. You can just Google it and you can find some really reliable sources to find some key numbers for totals. But I just needed one game of sample size here to see if the Eagles would actually be a little more pass heavy with A.J. Brown. They were. And I needed to see what the Kevin O'Connell offense would look like. You, you've listened to the NFC show. You've listened to the preseason shows. We have Eagles. We have Vikings. We have them high in the power ratings. We have them making the playoffs, making deep playoff runs, especially for the Eagles. And I just needed one sample size of games to confirm that. We don't need to see anything else. This is what they're trying to do. This is what they're effective at doing. Hertz is an above-average quarterback. He might not be the best thrower. Mm-hmm. But, man, when a play mm-hmm. breaks down, he can turn negative plays into positive gains, not just average plays that is vital for the two-minute drill for overs that's vital for overs in general both of these teams are going to shoot out defenses i mean the eagles we're, we're at i almost said as a podcast we were high on the lines offense i stopped myself <laughs> yeah. but uh the eagles defense is nothing to write home about i thought they would actually mm-hmm. be a little bit better but um i think the vikings are going to have their way with them uh, mm-hmm. offensively and i think the vikings defense was decent but you know were they actually tested with the packers yeah it no. remains to be seen so i think at 50 and a half i mean if this was later in the season i hark back to this week one i think this could end up being a 54 or a 56 mm-hmm. point total yeah. i think at 50 and a half i love the over i hope we see a lot of passing i hope we see 21 17 at half let's just go crazy and uh, that's my play, man. I hope it's an exciting game. <laughs> Let's go 3-0. Let's go. That's, that's Let's awesome. do it. I'm excited. Yeah, actually, I... I, I have I, more on this game later. I did have right. uh, I did have the Lions team total under because I think I was like, why is everyone crowning the Lions as a good offense? I think it was one of those things where the Eagles got up and just bludgeoned them and they stopped playing. So, like, I, I think that their defense is pretty bad, honestly. I think that this could definitely be a shootout. I'm excited. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a crisp, like, fall day, too. Like, nice weather. Like, <laughs> I love the fall. Not too hot. Who doesn't? Gonna be good. I might go to that game. I might just fly out. And go. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I was I didn't looking. Even care. It's in, yeah. it's in it's, Philadelphia. Yeah, don't Philadelphia. Don't, there's don't no care. fly. Yeah. All right, it's, I'll walk. It's an hour I'll fifteen walk. drive. Yeah, I was we're looking, going in the air. I was looking at a, at a Vikings. Take a, your private jet. jet, dude. Yeah, I was, I was gonna go uh, to this game, but yeah. I was like, the, I would rather be, you know, punching in the face than this in Philadelphia. But uh, all right, so my final play. I said that I tease it off the top. So for one and a half units, my biggest bet of the week, my lock of the podcast, if you will, it is the Indianapolis Colts alternate line minus six and a half for plus one twenty-five. One and a half units. Ooh, very cool. Model makes this Indy minus nine. Wow. So after a really slow start, so yeah, so why not? Why am I going to get so minus three and a half, which is the line right now at recording, and six and a half? There's not much different. So, they have is terrible, as terrible mm-hmm. as a number. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. I think that's when we talk about key numbers a lot, mm-hmm. and again, for new people who might be listening, you know, you don't want to get hooked. Three and a half is just a horrible number for yep. me because you risk if you lose by the field goal or you win by the field goal, that's still a loss. Yep. It's like one of the worst losses to take as a better. Absolutely, time. man. So, so, so we all agree, okay, Indy went out and they underperformed, right? But Joe, you said it too. Um, no preseason, no reps, no really, no real OTAs. It's one of those things where, like, you know, a new player on a new team, are you really having that luxury to just come in and fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing? They looked really slow, no chemistry with the wide receivers besides Pittman, right? So after a slow start, they come back from down 17 to tie the lowly Texans. Uh, let's look a little bit at, you know, why that's a little bit fugazi there. The Colts ran a staggering of 88 offensive plays week one. Just league average is like 67. Wow. Yep. They yeah, ran 80, I didn't realize they that. They ran 88 plays. Um, that four, includes the overtime? Yeah. Or no? Okay. 14, yeah. of the, 14 of the 20 points that the Texans scored were off of turnovers, and the other field goal came off of a boneheaded fourth and goal call. That So really 17 points were off of pretty much a turnover by the uh, Colts. So 
It's one of the flukiest results I've seen. The Texans had a 4.4 yards per play, which was the fourth worst across the league, while Indy had an impressive 5.7 yards per play, which was top 12. But the only thing that makes it impressive is they ran 88 plays. 5.7 times 88. Someone get a calculator out. So that's how many yards they had. That's 1 million yards. Yeah. I just added so it up. So if, if the Colts win this game in, eight, in overtime, what what's the spread? Six, it likely, 16. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> if the Colts win the game in overtime, right? If, if um, Blankenship makes the yeah. kick. This opens at five and a half, Probably maybe it's bad six. Up. I can it gets it. bad up, and now yeah. it's now we're at six and a half anyway. So I think that we're gonna we're gonna judge them so harshly for tying a team where Davis Mills at home is actually pretty decent. Now let's look at who they're playing. As I said off the top, Jags thirteen penalties, worse than the NFL for ninety yards, three turnovers. They gave up three free first downs with that, which is actually impressive considering that they had thirteen penalties. Um, they had a lot of missed opportunities in the in the drops and everything. But lest we forget that last year the Jaguars knocked them out in this very building. That it caused the Colts to go in a crazy direction, getting rid of Wentz after one year, getting Matt Ryan. This is a Colts revenge game in the oh. worst way. I think Indy's <laughs> going to treat this like um, they're going to treat week one like it was a loss. Jacksonville, obviously, they, they lost week one. They know that that's where they're going to be anyway. Uh, they should be getting uh, Shaq Leonard back. Um, also, some rain and wind gusts in the forecast for Sunday. So the Colts that. are going to run literally every single play. Yeah. They're going to bludgeon the Jaguars here. I think this is going to be an ugly, soupy-looking game where the, the Colts just run all over them. So, so sorry, I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted good. you to tell the folks mm-hmm. why you bet it up to 6.5 and not 7. Some people might be mm-hmm. confused. Obviously, we know, and the loyal right. listeners know, mm-hmm. but... Feel free to explain why you did six and a half instead of seven. Yeah, I just think that like when when you get into the minus sevens or I, I mean model made it nine and a half. I could bet uh, minus nine or whatever, but it's one of those things where you know staying under a key number still getting plus odds. If if I took it up to seven, it would probably be the reverse of buying the hook. So that'd probably be another like what thirty cents. So we'd get plus one fifty five. I mean, still not a bad bet because like I said, I like it up to nine, but that's not really a key number knowing. Keys in football, I'll take it right under that. Amen, yeah. And honestly, like I said, minus three and a half versus minus six and a half, not that much different. No, no, it's not. That range. I think mm-hmm. I speak for us all when I say very hot of you, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very hot of you. <laughs> very hot of you. Speaking of we need, hot. We need a sound bite for that. It's going to be 85 degrees and sunny and beautiful day in Baltimore, Maryland on Sunday. Ooh, wow. And hey. just happens to be that the Ravens top three cornerbacks are currently on the injury report. Again. With oh, Kyler no. Fuller out for the season. Uh, so really? Marlon Humphrey, yeah. limited practice. Marcus Peters, he actually practiced days. He should play. We're fighting for Brandon this Stevens. half, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Crazy Ravens over. Yeah. Sorry. Brandon Stevens' quad did not practice. And then their other two cornerbacks or rookies. I think, uh, real quick, when we were taking the nine and a half, we were like, they can't get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. And the, they can't get hurt again. Here they are. Let Lamar Jackson took 21 fantasy points against the Jets. Yes. Anyways. Oh, did you, be... wait, did you want to say something too, no, no. Tina? Okay, no, sorry. So, these are two playoff teams looking to clash early, which will probably affect the seeding later. Both teams off to a sluggish start offensively, but not on Sunday. My last play is the Dolphins-Ravens over 44 and a half. Uh, I think week one, both of these teams were kind of shaking off some cobwebs. Uh, I was going to, once again, was going to pull up DVOA. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, doesn't mean anything to me that the Ravens held the Jets to three points, and Miami held the inept Patriots to ten points. Um, and quite frankly, seven of the 20 points Miami scored was off of a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. With the cluster injuries uh, to the Ravens' quarterbacks, um, I really think that this game has the potential to be not necessarily a shootout, but you're going to see a lot of deep shots. Um, and we actually saw Lamar taking a bunch of deep shots against the Jets, which you'll love to see because, quite frankly, uh, a lot of the shorter stuff wasn't there. And also notice Lamar didn't really run too much because they didn't have much mm-hmm. of a run game at all because Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis is just not the answer. But that's okay because yeah. J.K. Downs was a full participant right. in practice today, so they're most likely getting him back. Yeah. Well, once again, not asking for a shootout. But I can see both of these teams kind of finding their stride. All I'm asking for is each team to find the end zone three times a piece, then throw in a little game-winning Tucker field goal, baby. <laughs> Let's go Ravens. There you go. Um, no, for me, I just thought the total was a little low, and I'm like, man, where the hell did they find 44 and a half? And I'm like, well, the Ravens scored 24 points. 
and Miami scored 20. That's where they got <laughs> the fucking over from. Go. Do it again. Which to me is kind of suspect. Like, I think that, I don't think either of these defense are good enough to stop each other. And I think that with week two, once again, these are both two teams that rested during the preseason. I think week two, we're going to see a lot more creative prey calling. We're going to see a lot more of Lamar Jackson actually taking off. Great. We're going to see a lot more Tyree mm-hmm. Kill taking deep shots. I know there was, I think there was like two. Uh, in the game last week, but they did a lot of like you know and short kind that, of trickery. Waddle had that one. Waddle had a one down, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a fun game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Personally, I do not have the balls to take a side. I think three and a half. Once again, I hate I hate three and a half. Yeah, um, it's a bad number. It's a bad number unless you're really confident in the, in the Dolphins to prevail. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a good number if you if you want the Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins backer, then <laughs> true. Hell True. Yeah. Sorry, but uh, for me, forty-four and a half. I can see this easily getting to. Why not fifty points, right? A little twenty thirty action, so uh, mm-hmm. I like the over. Yeah, part of uh, I like that too. Uh, part part of the benefit of keeping like a metric sheet and a model or whatever um, is sometimes it goes against what my brain and my heart think. So when I ran it, it actually makes this game pick them. So that's why mm. I, I I thought you were going to go with Dolphins money line, and I was like, oh, all right, that's interesting. No, nope, but I'm like definitely, I uh, not a play yeah. of mine, but I definitely lean the Dolphins plus three and a half. Interesting, awesome. boys. So let's let's read them back. Gotcha. I'll go first since I'm already talking. My plays this week all for one unit. Raiders minus five and a half. Broncos minus nine and a half for minus one twenty because I'm buying the hook. And the Dolphins Ravens over forty four and a half. Ride with me, boys. Ride. <laughs> Let's ride. So, Dean, you want to go next? Yeah. So I had a, a slight correction. So the Cowboys team total under of seventeen and a half is not listed anywhere. Apparently, it's so key that sports books. Protect it. I, I showed Joe actually on Fox Bet. Uh-huh. It skipped right over. It went 16 and a half and then 18 and a half. Wow. So I got Cowboys team total under 18 and a half for a half unit. I adjusted that as well. At okay. minus 140. Cool. I have the. Still a great bet, by the way. I, let's hope so. I have <laughs> a 49ers minus 8 for one unit, and then I have the Indianapolis Colts minus 6.5 alternate line for plus 125 at one and a half units. All right. I got Falcons plus 10, Packers minus 9.5, and, and I got the total over in Vikings Eagles at 50.5. Awesome. I have Saints money line at plus 120, Bengals minus 6.5. I had to grab a little bit alternate at minus 129, uh, and Bears at Packers over 41.5 points, minus 110. Dean, I got a unit on each of those. So those were our big bank picks. Guys, I have. So I want to talk about. Um, Two things. Are we still doing punishments? Is it still involving singing if we go 0-3? <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I think so, but I uh, think we, so. we, we can discuss we'll it. I, yeah. discuss it. I, had, I had an idea. I have two ideas. Well, I'm telling you one idea. There's no discussion here because it's a good idea. Um, so if any of us go 3-0, and I actually have three separate nicknames I picked up for each of you based on tobacco products that I will call you for that episode. I will not say your name. If you go 3-0, and they're very good nicknames. If you want to choose one for me, obviously I can't choose one for myself. That's lame. But I just like just know it'll be like instead of Joe, like I will call you by that name. Okay. Only nice. revealed until you go three and zero. Nice. You will not know. Something to work towards. That's Something good, to right. work towards. Okay. And I was thinking, uh, as a punishment, we can discuss it off. But I really think it sounds so stupid, and it's so brilliant. If you go zero and three, you have to give your big bang picks in an accent of the others choosing. <laughs> oh, I love that. And <laughs> truthfully, true. right. That's embarrassing, and if you do a bad accent sound it, then guess what? Your handicap is nothing. Then it's yeah. Saints money, Saints money line in a French accent or something, and like that's <laughs> it. And you will be held to that just during Big Bang, just during Big Bang. It's a hard thing to do for I love hours, it. but I think that's what we should do. I'm hoping we never get to do it uh, because we want to win here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, know that your nicknames are coming. Actually, I'm really proud I'm of them. They're really cool. All right. I almost want to change them in my phone because like it's just I think it, it's fitting for everybody. Uh, but those were our Big Bang picks. We're going to go to Zach's Fat Lock, then let's get parlayed, and then conclude with our dog pound. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. So big. Zach's Fat Lock. It's so big. <laughs> Zach's Fat Lock, but record skip here. Hold on. He's going to make the tag. Bang. We're in. Wow. Oh, I did not expect this. For the first time ever, yep. I have a partner here. His name is Dean Catrino. He's a very sharp man. <laughs> and we're, we're co-signing Zach's Fat Lock this week Amen. because we both liked it. Dean actually sent it to me and had uh, two of the three teams that I wanted to put in my Fat Lock. <laughs> nice. So, with six-point 
three-team teaser for plus 160. Juicy, baby. Let's get after it. Browns minus five versus the Jets. Steelers plus eight versus the Patriots. And the Niners minus two and a half versus the Seahawks. I believe the Browns are Wait, you said, yeah, minus Browns. a half. Minus a half, I'm there sorry. Right. That's okay. Carry okay. the dust bowl. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm faded now. <laughs> Dean, what are we liking about this fat lock? Oh, man. What's not what's not to like? Um, I'll start with, I, I guess I'll start with the Steelers leg. Um, because I, I just think it's too many points. And they're home dogs. So uh, they're not going to get blown out there. Very low total. Also, um, I gave you the Niners thing. Uh, you yeah. want to take the, the Browns? Yeah, dude. Uh, the Jets stink. <laughs> yeah, Realistically, I, uh, it's just going to be tough to score points. The Browns defense is going to really force Joe Flacco mm-hmm. to throw the ball. Which, you know, I, I, I really, I, you can't trust him. He's a statue in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns, home opener. Uh, I think they kind of have a big target on their back for their offseason. Uh, and I think they're going to be looking to get off to a hot start. I mean, listen, dude, you're, you you start off 2-0 and with good. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, yeah. You're, you're keeping those playoff hopes alive. I think it'll be, I tell you right now, I think it's a close game. Uh, just just a precursor, I my fourth play was going to be the Jets. Actually, I loved them at seven. It went down to six, oh, six and a half. Yeah, I kept yeah. on seeing, um, so a little bit too close for comfort to me. I, I think this is going to be a really close game, but I do think the Browns ultimately come out on top. Um, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. Also, like the yeah. under, it was still too low. I think it was like forty. I want to say it was. Yeah, I think it was like forty. I saw thirty nine and a half went down yeah. to. So I think the Browns. Long. There's just overall Can't better roster. Uh, if, honestly, if Zach Wilson is starting this game, I know it sounds crazy because he isn't proven anything. I think this game is closer to three or four points. Yeah. I think Joe no, Flacco I, I agree with you. Looked, looked so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Well, he uh, is so bad. Yeah, he is so <laughs> yeah. bad. So, easy one. Browns went outright. Steelers, too many points. Plus eight. Niners, Seahawks are fluky. Minus two and a half. Amen. Plus 160. Yeah. Book it. That's how you do it. I'm, I'm in for multiple units. I love teasing the dogs there when the totals are so low. Yeah. Because all the points are worth so much more when there's going to be so few points scored. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a tremendous job. I expect nothing less from you two brainiacs over here. Yeah. I love you both. And we did it. So <laughs> I'm on the You've done well. it again. Both of you. <laughs> this is a good one. All right. Let's uh, jump now to let's get parlayed, which still doesn't have a sound bite. Um, <laughs> just do toad, dude. I'll figure. <laughs> I want to put like a ukulele thing, like lay, but laid, but oh, also parlay. Oh yeah, I'm a wordsmith. There's a lot of lays in here. But anyway, I'll tell you exactly what it was. By the way, last week's segment hit. Um, it was a great. Let's Woo! get. We all got parlayed last week with the uh, Texans getting seven and a half, uh, and then also the under of forty six and a half uh, hitting. What we're like this week? I'm going back to a team they played. They played forever ago. Uh, they played last Thursday. We're talking Bills. So Titans at Bills. Bills home opener now. I'm loving their team total over 29.5 and, and the game total over 48.5. And, and that's for plus 130 odds right now. So uh, what's there not to love about the Bills? I mean, absolutely dominant against the Rams in every kind of way. We, we t- kind of talked about the Rams before. Um Bills just looked unstoppable. They had how many turnovers and still wound up putting up one? Is it 31 points? I want to say three or four turnovers. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. I think they're going to keep it rolling against a a pretty up-and-down Titans team. I know they probably should have won the game if the wind blew a little bit differently against the Giants. Um, the Giants, are, of course, are a rebuilding team. I think it's the first time we talk about the Giants this pod. It's coming. Don't worry. Bravo. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, bra- bravo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I know your, your play's coming. Anyway... Um, the tight so so you can call whether they won that game or not. Let's say they hit that field goal and actually won the game. Fine, that definitely helps my overplay here. Um, but I'm just not I'm not really convinced that the Titans are doing anything particularly well. They're a team that that can score points. That can they're like just the very median of the NFL right now. I'm actually struggling for words, which I rarely do, in, in describing how they are. I just like no one on their team. Strikes me as amazing. I'm sure Derrick Henry's going to have a great game. I'm sorry, a better game. But he did not do well at all against the Giants. I think it was like, it was only 82 yards. I forget what the exact stat line was. But they held him in check. Um, And again, a better team like the Bills that is going to score more points, that is better on defense than the Giants. They're going to do a better job at bottling up the Titans and really putting putting them out of their element. So I think the Bills are going to score over 30 points 
Uh, I think they could do that until proven otherwise. And I think the whole game will just go over over 48 and a half because out of necessity, the Titans will have to score points to prevent them from being at like a like monstrous historical blowout. Um, Titans will find a rhythm probably somewhere late in the game to put up some garbage points. So that's uh, Let's Get Parlayed at plus 130. Again, it's Titans at Bills over 48 and a half and Bills team total over 29 and a half. I love it. Interesting. No, no real comment. I mean, you're basically saying if the Bills, if the Bills shoot out, they're in. Then, yeah, then it's yeah. going over. Yeah, it's really just I and I almost put Bills minus ten in my big bank, and I probably should have. But I just I just Ooh. wanted to make it even more spicy. See, I, teaser. I don't have this for the dog pound, but it was really I I do love the Titans with the points this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think ten ten would have been not not to call anyone out if you have this in your ledger. Yeah. That would have been the ultimate lazy play. It would have been Bills good, Titans bad, minus sure. 10. It was sure. one of my finalists. The Dog Pound. That's right, Dog Pound. I was 0-1, which is uh, unfamiliar territory. I feel like I always <laughs> dominate the, se- the segment. Uh, John, you said so there's no point in saying it. Saints, plus 120. Love it. Wow, that was quick. That's a cosign right I there. I love that. All right, boys. <laughs> I also started 0-1, and that's it, baby. Cue the bad guy music. Oh, no. Zach the heel. Be prepared to be shocked, listeners. My dog pound is the Panthers, plus 107 oh, wow. against the Giants. And I know what you're oh. thinking, Zach. What What are you thinking? And you don't have to say, fucking prove it, Giants. All right? That was as fraud as a fucking this win is so personal. as possible. <laughs> all right? You missed, they missed but a 47-yard field goal. You go for two. You're outplayed all game. Tennessee plays like absolute dog shit. I've been in this fucking boat before. Oh, the Giants are going to have their home opener and their favorites against a team that they should beat, and they're better than them. The Giants aren't fucking better than the Panthers, all right? Guess what? You want to – let's do comparables. Similar offensive lines with first-round picks. Similar generational talents at running back, okay? Terrible quarterbacks. Edge up to the Panthers on the fucking defense. I'm sorry. This is literally like a coin flip game. This is prime Giants having way too high of expectations coming off of a very fluky game one win. Admittedly, I was thrilled. Fucking happy. <laughs> so happy they as won. A fan, as a fan. But as yeah. a gambler, you look at this. Who the fuck are the Panthers? Or who the fuck are the Giants? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> to be it's giving a, points it's a great to question. literally anybody. Like, I'm sorry. There's no chance they're going to get any breaks that go their way. It's going to be a close game. Honestly, I would not be surprised to see the Panthers actually win this game by 7 to 10 points. I think they need this game significantly more to keep their season alive. Matt Rule's coaching for his fucking job. Literally tried not mm. to get fired first season. If you're a Panthers fan, if you're a Panthers supporter, if you're a fucking Panthers coach, you're thinking, okay, this is a winnable game. If you are a okay. Panther. Yeah, if you're, if you're a literal Panther, you're like, dude, we should be able to maul these guys. Uh, no, for me, it just, it's proved me wrong. This is a this is the biggest letdown game on the board. There is like no, sh- there's no doubt in my mind the Giants will find a way to give this game away. Uh, I mean, also, I mean, let's not forget, dude, like uh, Daniel Jones, once again, horrible sack fumble, literally stared a receiver in the eye. That was terrible. Saw a fucking cornerback shadow yeah, and still proceeded picks. to throw the ball. Like, and Tony only two snaps. Uh, Tony only two snaps. You I, mean, know, that's just I, so it's a, stupid, I think that's dude. a stupid decision. I think it's like more of like a, uh, a character thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be more than dude. anything. Kadarius um, Hoffman. But, <laughs> but yeah, prove me wrong, Giants. Gotcha. Give me the Panthers. Money line. If, you, if you'll allow me that. to introduce this as well, maybe Giants uh, looking ahead. Cowboys next week. Oh yeah, after that. Right. Monday night football. Yep. Who'd you, yeah. you have right now? Who'd you rather have, Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, my, I think I would too. too, man. Yeah, me too. Okay. See, I, I don't know what I have because Baker Mayfield looked awful. <laughs> yeah. But, um, hey, uh, once, it, once again, these guys man. aren't alone out there. I mean, he has no. I understand. Also, I just, I just don't, I don't know. That said, I, I am with you as a Giants fan. Of course, I can't pick them to win two games in a row. What am I talking about? I will tell you who I'll pick. I'm running my dog pound back to the beginning, man. I'm taking Vikings money line again against the Eagles. What a great game against the Packers. I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you some love, Dean. Do it. Uh with your Vikings. Just very their performance wasn't you know, it wasn't headlining kind of news, you know, Vikings mm-hmm. blow out the Packers. But the Vikings took care of business in a divisional game mm-hmm. 
kept the Packers like humbled in how their offense is still not going well for them. And I look at how uh, the Lions played the Eagles last week. Uh, you know, kept it within three. Uh, an NFC North opponent, of course. So there's a lot of similarities here, and I just think that. I don't think the Eagles will be dropping 38 points uh, on on the Vikings. I'm still rooting for your over, Joe. Thir- 38 seems a little I'll, high. I'll take 35. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 38 seems a little bit high. And um, what I like about the uh, the Vikings is their defense has has looked has looked better mm-hmm. last game. It's only been one game since last year because last year was was rough, right? They they finished mm-hmm. in bottom in a lot of metrics. Uh, and man, Justin Jefferson, dude, like, there's been talk. There's never been an MVP wide receiver before, but if they continue to feed this guy the ball and just make him the focal point, which Kevin O'Connell is doing, and now you look at Mike Zimmer and you're like, you fucking clown. Like, oh, why yeah. didn't you do this <laughs> yeah. earlier, you know, with, with such a talent at receiver? Um, I, I think that the, the Vikings, you know, cut and dry, they could win this game. Eagles go to one and one. Um, costly. NFC game, certainly when it comes to playoff time. Mm. But, man, it's hard for me to bet against the Vikings right now. Nice. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah. I like the play. Uh, I thought about going with Saints. I thought about going with the Panthers, but I'm a true mm. Giants fan, unlike Zach. <laughs> <laughs> but officially, my play is going to be Dolphins plus 155. Mm. I know I, I have the three it. and a half out there. You can keep your hook. I don't need it. The Dolphins' offense was awesome to watch. They were taking all the right chances 17 nothing at half against the Belichick team was exceptional. And I've seen everything that I need to see. Uh, Zach mentioned the injuries for the Ravens as to why the over uh, would be a, a nice play to look at. I think that in an over game script, I think that uh, Tua and the Dolphins can get the offense moving a little bit better than the Ravens. And I know that might be sacrilegious to say that Tua mm-hmm. can have a better passing game than Lamar. But uh, I really feel strongly about that, and I think plus 155 is an awesome play. Let's go Dolphins. Yeah, like I said, yeah. the model uh, revealed Fins that. Up. I have that in my ledger. Uh, very interestingly, the one <laughs> thing I noticed about the, the Ravens' offense was they don't have anyone besides Bateman and Andrews, and they didn't even give Andrews the ball that much. It's, it's dangerous. Like, yeah, it's so like all these teams, good. like I said off the top, like full circle, the teams that we knew had no wide receivers, it's really a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand why nobody addressed it. Packers, Ravens. Cowboys. Cowboys, there's yeah. just several teams, even the Bucks a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I agree yeah. completely. This is good. Fins up. Shout out Corinne, by the way, if you've made it this far. She did listen to our Power Rangers right. episode. Nice. Confirmed last right. uh, weekend. Right. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I think I think recapping, it's it's just a matter of you've listened to us this long, you're, you're reading articles, you're watching analysts, stick to what convictions feel right for you. Don't fall into overreacting or underreacting, I guess, to some things. If something seems like a red flag to you, take it. But don't overreact on stuff because it's only week two. We've got a full 16 minutes sleep. Happy. Um,